live, Sammy. Live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast and it's hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I am the other host, Paul, and we are watching you. Chris, stop touching yourself. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> evil, evil even, even pre-recorded, we can still see. <laughs> yes. I can, not to say I can smell Lee, so yes. Um, so we are joined wow. tonight by some lovely people. The beautiful, the gorgeous, the wonderful Jake. Um, <laughs> yes. The, the game's master herself. Laura, or Slide and Sloop, as she's like to be named. Games Master. The Games That's Master. very generous. I've seen you play. I've seen you eat weird stuff and swear a lot, so it's always fun. <laughs> I've seen you turn to a giant head and dispense <laughs> tricks and tips. <laughs> you have to be careful saying tricks on internet, because that could be taken a different way. <laughs> Not what we're saying that. Not we're endorsing that, but yes. Um, and the cosplay queen herself, um, who's having like looking like a full meltdown building a cosplay for this weekend or for now who it is the future yes we oh no yes, we're dealing with time travel we're in the it's we're in the future oh, now this is what monsters must feel like on a weekly basis it's, honestly it's a mind melt just to think of like where we're at so yes we've got the lovely jess with us as well who like say as soon as we heard heard that we were doing a nick cage uh, episode literally bombarded me with so many messages that i felt like it was a restraining order coming in place at some time so, yes. <laughs> so we are a little bit tired because this is on a weeknight and as i said we are nerds that don't normally play out too late unless jake who's now got the new wonderful gaming up north ramble cast on the go now episode oh, two yeah. will be out by the time you watch this so better watch it or i will judge you nerds or I'll kill you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like Adam's a bit of a night owl, so you know I had to had to go with that for the <laughs> make it a late night show. <laughs> Which thanks, I saw you drop in sleep, even though you probably didn't know what was happening. <laughs> I'll just say, oh, they're on. I'll, I'll have to see what the crack is. <laughs> Join in to see the beautiful Adam as well. Like I say, as as we all yeah. call him, Big Daddy Cool from now on. I think that's. I've, hi- I've hired some eye candy. <laughs> 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 it's about time we've had the face that I'd like say for the podcast because to be fair me and Sammy uh, sorry Sammy <laughs> hey. yes. I get it so this this is a special episode because it's going to be the, probably one of the weirdest and wonderful episodes that we've done in a while um, we're going to take the, the, take you the viewers to places where you've probably never been or never wanted to go for a long long time so yes, so da- Sammy, would you like to do your disclaimer? I would, because I feel like it's needed today. <laughs> so everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us on the Facebook page, the Discord, or the comment section where we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. Very well said. And where's my manners? I feel like I've been a bit rude tonight, so I do apologise, <laughs> Laura. I, it's, it is a bit strange because I do watch you on your stream quite a lot. So mm. having you on the Nerdy Up North podcast, I forgot to say, this is your first time. It is. Yes. <laughs> so tell us a bit about your nerdy self there, Laura. I know a lot uh, of our viewers will know a lot about you. So give us. I'm just a 
boring person who likes to play games online mm. and pretend <laughs> that they're a streamer. Um, it's a really and... funny bit, but you've been going for this. <laughs> yeah, I've done it for about two years. Two, just, I over two years, just over two years. <laughs> um, and honestly, it's just it's just a fun little thing, and I like I do swear a lot. People seem to enjoy that. Yes. Um, and it's just nice to have a fun time. But yeah, I, I'm I'm I like my films. I like my games. Mm-hmm. I like my music. I spend too much money on things like DVDs. Yes, I am still someone that buys them. I buy them. Uh, very books, important. Steel books are my thing. Yeah, keep buying them. Keep yeah. buying DVDs, please. That, if that's one thing I can get across in this podcast, keep buying <laughs> DVDs. You know please. what? Like you and <laughs> you and Paul did like I mean not directly, Sorry. but I did buy <laughs> Batman Mask of the Phantas- Phantasm on like. 4k blu-ray that was probably down to you guys mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> I, I mean the the crap i bought because i wanted to have it even mm-hmm. though it's not a good film mm-hmm. is because i you know it's important to me i want to i mean i've got the shadow on dvd the wow. shadow is objectively not a great film mm-hmm. but i want to see that when i want to watch it if i want to go and sit and watch alec baldwin do the whole glinty eye thing i can just Excellent. get it i don't have to pay amazon six pound to rent it so that's why I keep buying DVDs. Keep buying DVDs. To be fair, that's my message. We are dodgy up north as well, so we will give you the free links and free ways to get these things for us for nothing as well. Um, well. That's the thing, though. Like one, one when when the streaming world all implodes, like every, all of us will be like crawling to like you and Paul, being like, "Please help us. I need to see. <laughs> I want to see this X Men Two, uh, John Cusack film where he plays a detective in Shanghai, which I do have on DVD. Yeah, um, that no one's seen." Well, I don't think. Have you and you'll look the... down and be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it is mine now. Or oh, I'll open me really old ones. Remember the really ancient ones that had the clippies yes. in oh, the yeah, paper? The yes. In the, my, just one of my exes' copies has that clippy on the side. Yeah. On the case. Yeah. But it's also one where you have to turn over. Even though yes. it's not a long film, you still have to turn it over. My Goodfellas one, I've got to turn over. <laughs> Yes. Um, I should probably get a new copy. Uh, I've, got, I've got the collection of that, you know, just the bog standard DVD collection that's got every like the the characters pasted on the front of them. I've got that. Nothing like special, but yeah, you have to turn it over on that one too. Because oh, and Schindler's List is like two discs or something. Some nice light films there. Yeah. People watching this who won't understand this, like, what do you mean you had to turn a DVD over? Like, what yeah. Is that? <laughs> Well, to be fair, yeah. though, when we done the podcast on Sunday with uh, the uh, like Keon about talking about the Terrifier, I mentioned Mary Whitehouse, and she just looked at glazed over. <laughs> I'd explain the whole who Mary Whitehouse was, God. and she was like, "All I right, then. so old." <laughs> but yeah, that was a that was an interesting one. Talking about a film, oh. blessed that I cannot stand, and trying to be positive about. Sorry, guys, if you're Do watching me now. A favor, Paul? <laughs> what? Paul, do me a favor. Can you mute me a second while I go and sort these dogs out? You can mute yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know well, she that. goes yeah. fight the dogs. Yes, that's fine. Because if I mute you, you've got to mute yourself. Unmute yourself there. Sorry. So yes, um, have you heard the rumor though that Blu-ray is going to be discontinued in two thousand and twenty-five? As in, uh, a new license is going to come in for physical stuff? I think they're just going to stop doing Blu-ray and it's going to be like DVD and 4K is the, the, yeah. the viewing of choice. Mm, I can understand why, because most tellies and most hardware is 4K now. Mm-hmm. But 
I mean, I'm still, I will demand this until we dine day. Netflix, please release Midnight Mass on either DVD, <laughs> Blu-ray or 4K. Because hmm. um, I need that. I need it on Blu-ray. Oh. And then I need to buy it on 4K as well. Need, because... Yeah, I need to buy Andor as well in case it just gets deleted one day. <laughs> yeah, that was terrifying. Disney just getting rid of shit all the time. Well, or doing what they used to do in the, like, the 80s and 70s is only release a, like, a film for six months and say you can't watch mm. it again for 10 years. <gasps> oh, no, the vault. <laughs> that was 101 Dalmatians that discont- <laughs> actually discontinued it for like mm. nearly 20 years or something. And then we're like, look, a big release. It's here again. You know, the only it's way just... you could watch part of 101 Dalmatians was on that piracy advert at the start. Where it was like, round, <laughs> <"Row, row." laughs> <laughs> It was a generation of what, it really what was that flying like. past the screen there? The crazy ass yeah. Tuella de Ville song. But yes, <laughs> a nice little segue there. Talking about anyway, crazy so. ass. Um, <laughs> the, the, the joy and the tribulation of Sir Nicholas Cage. So, oh. the, the starting off point, why Nicholas Cage? Why? Why? <laughs> How Nicholas Cage? <laughs> Who Nicholas Cage? But yes. Um, so yes, we'll start off with Laura being the lovely guest. Mm. Why do you love Nicholas Cage so much? He's right. So he's he's absolutely done shite. Right. Like there's there's films of his that are garbage, mm. absolute garbage. And I've sadly watched some of them, like Dying of the Light. That's crap. Outcast. That's crap. Sorts of season of the witch shite, but <laughs> he's never actively boring in them mm-hmm. to watch. The only film I would say that is boring and he's boring in is Left Behind, which is one of the hands down one of the worst films I've ever seen. So I cannot recommend. But he's <laughs> never he's never boring. He's he always brings some sort of strange energy, mm-hmm. regardless of the character that he plays. If even if the character's kind of a quiet guy, like in Matchstick Men or or the Family Man or whatever, mm-hmm. he's very sort of there's just something about him. And 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 I'm, I happily go and pay 10, 12 quid to go watch a big pile of uh, shit that's two hours long, and I hate it, just to see <laughs> Nicolas Cage, just be Nicolas Cage. And he's he gets a lot of grief now about the whole kind of rage cage thing, and, mm-hmm. oh, he does the same thing all the time. No, he absolutely does no. not. He, he absolutely does not. He has been on the spectrum for every different type of movie that there hasn't yeah. been, like romantic comedy, drama, cop thriller. Family. Family, family. film, uh, yeah. like comic book. Um, horror. He, if yeah. if there is a genre of film, Nicolas Cage has been in and done a performance. Fair to say, yes, <laughs> a, a performance. Not always on the same mm-hmm. wavelength, perhaps, as some of his co-stars. But like I said, he's never he's never dull, and there's always something to watch. That yeah. there just is, and. Is I would love to say that I've got all of these films on DVD. That's the aim of my life, I think, is to try get amazing. Well, there is a lot of VOD on demand sort of stuff where you're never going to get a physical release because like four people will probably ever buy it. It's not really financially worth it. Mm-hmm. But if I can get a hold of all the crap, um, I'll be very, apart from Left Behind, I refuse to engage with that film. I've done it <laughs> so, once. So is, that the line? Is, is that the line? Left Behind is the is the line that you will Left Behind press? is the worst, is the worst Nicolas Cage film um in terms of his performance as well as the film itself. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So I'll write that down. So, <laughs> so make it, an it's interesting oh. that you said you want to own every single Nicolas Cage movie. Today it's a lot. Today <laughs> he's been counting them. There has there is a few films in pre-production, but mm. overall, 
starring Nicolas Cage, there's 129 movies that have come wow. out. That's, That's like a, a challenge. Shelf. Overall, in, by the time the new ones that come out, um, there's ones due in 2025, there's going to be 132 Nicolas Cage mm. movies. Bloody hell. I'm sure there was a phase in the, the 2010s where I think he was doing maybe six, seven films a year. Mm-hmm. He really started pumping them out. Mm. Um, but now I, I'm, I'm determined. I'm determined. I will. I mean, I've probably got about I've only got about 15 movies <laughs> at this point. <laughs> um, but we'll get there. We'll cool. get there. So I've got a nice little funny story. And like to be honest, if you don't have this film, I will give it to Jake to give to you because <laughs> I am so pissed off I paid this money for it. Um, one of my goals, one of my, like, because I, I love, as I mentioned, I love steelbooks and there's some hard to get steelbooks. And um, I thought I pulled the blinder. Now, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, as one of the lovely oh, steelbooks, and it's up there. I'm not going to get it down because I'll knock everything out. It is brilliant artwork. It's great. And movie Magpie had Season of the Witch steelbook for sale. And I went, great, I'm going to buy that because it was selling for 20 quid. And I paid yeah. fucking 20 quid. Like, I'll not tell you how much I paid for that steelbook because it, it was more than 20 quid. And I thought I got a bargain. Come through the post, all excited. All I saw was Nick Cage's face on the cover. It was the season of the witch one. And, and I refused to oh. watch it out of principle because it wasn't the one I wanted. It's a bad yeah. film. Yeah. I, that happened to me once. I bought five easy pieces starring Jack Nicholson, which is like a 1970s drama film. I thought, ooh, six quid, because you couldn't really get it anywhere else off eBay. Come in, inside the box was uh, an episode of Chuggington. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's this? Had to send it back and get me six pound back. And I went, oh, sorry, it was a mistake. We don't actually have the disc. Mm. So where the hell is the disc gone? You just is some poor little kid put five easy pieces instead of chugging into their DVD player. Wondering why Jack Nicholson's getting chinned in a phone booth. There's, there's many reasons why Jack Nicholson will get chinned in a phone booth, but I'll not go into that because I'll go into a Batman rant all over again. So, so yes, so Jess, because like, as as we said when we said we were doing the Nicholas Cage one, like you got obsessively scary on this one why do you love Nicolas Cage as much as Laura right there's a quote that I was like about Nicolas Cage that I'll have to say about why I enjoy him mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage is the uh, second greatest actor second only to Bruce Campbell it's right. the same level of absolute bananas how these people became famous for kind of being the worst actors in the most brilliant ways mm-hmm we both like everyone knows both of them are absolutely terrible actors. We're both appalling at what they do. Mm-hmm. But there's a cult status behind how amazing it is how bad they are. Right. That it's made them so great. Okay. Um both of the interesting guy as well. Mm-hmm. Amazingly intelligent guy when it comes to movies and things. Like any doc anything you watch with him talking about his sort of love of movies is far mm-hmm. beyond anybody else. That guy can reel off so much. Mm-hmm. And it's he is a is fascinating. Um, I, I know when you get him talking about comic books, he doesn't like. Let's be honest, he doesn't look like a comic book type of guy. But <laughs> the passion and the stuff he talks about when he talks about comic books, like when you talk, like I know I've got the picture there as a bit little bit of a joke because that he was the Superman that we never got or shouldn't have got the Flash. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a there's a story about that as well, which we'll go into. But um, he was absolutely heartbroken that he didn't actually get to play Superman. Like, he physically loved that role and loved the character so much that, like, he did everything he could to to play the character. And he got his... It kind of got a little bit of redemption as well 
by playing a big comic book role in Ghost Rider. And I see dodgy CGI. I'll I'll give it a stew. The first Ghost Rider isn't a bad movie. I'll like I I think it's it's better than like say a lot of the comic book movies that were brought out around about the time. Um, Ghost Rider two uh, with the vengeance full. No, just hang on though. <laughs> hang on though. There's that scene where the kid asks him what what it's like to piss as a ghost rider, and he's like, "It's like a flamethrower, man." <laughs> and <then he's> just <laughs> like, <laughs> it's also but, uh, worth pointing out that Nick Cage's son is actually called Kal El as well. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Didn't he own? Didn't he own? What do you call it? Action the, comics. Yes, he has before. I think. Comics. Yeah, people say he sold it or something. I've heard he's older. He doesn't own it anymore. Probably yeah. pays tax. It's like a podcast yeah, on its own. Yeah. Pays fourth divorce and his yeah. tax. That's what that would be. <laughs> yeah. So, Jake, why do you love Nick Cage? Uh, I think it's because, like, as a kid, I always liked silly, like, like silly action movies and stuff. Like, you know, we're talking like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and all that stuff. Because, like. I didn't have any like taste when I was a kid when it comes to movies about like <laughs> what was good. It was just like, ooh, is is this character fun? Like I'll watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Um and but it probably wasn't until I was a bit older when I saw like any cage because the nineties movies that were popular at the time was like face off um and stuff like that. Not very kid friendly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and like yeah. the rock. And um, I think, but it was always a kind of thing where like, like parents and family members had like those tapes, and I'd see them like you know like around me nana's be like, oh my granddad's got the Rock, I don't really know what that is. It's got James Bond on the front, I guess, and this (laughs) other guy. Um, so yeah, it wasn't until like I started getting into more like, oh, I can watch these like you know, Mm -hmm. at the time fifteen or eighteen movies. I don't even think the categorized movies anymore with entrance. No. But yeah, like I, I just love that he's like always like really over the top. So mm-hmm. you're never unsure of what kind of performance he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apart from he does sometimes like confuse you uh, mm-hmm. with like weirder things. Um, but yeah, I just love how like animated he is. Um, mm-hmm. And like the guy can shout and like people think mm-hmm. like, I guess people probably think that's easy, but like. The, the way he like shouts at the top of his voice in so many roles um like that's a skill and not many actors have that skill i don't think <laughs> like have you guys seen mandy like uh love yeah. mandy yeah. i've not watched like, that one no sorry but like there's a part where he like i mean it's crazy but like he like sees like a cult murder and stuff and he just goes in the bathroom with like a bottle of vodka mm. and just like shouts at the top of his lungs like down in vodka he's covered in blood and dirt mm-hmm. but then like he transitions to like crying because it's, it's obviously like he's seen like the worst thing in his entire life mm. and i'm like yes like he, he can do it like he can mm-hmm. act as good as anyone it's just it comes out at like 100 percent volume basically <laughs> <laughs> Oh, definitely. With Nick Cage, it's it, it's a. I think the reason why I like it's one of them actors. When you said to do this episode, I thought, yeah, I get it. I, I, it's it's a really interesting topic just because of the range of the guy. And when you think about it, like, I know you say you you've not got any taste, but to be honest, I think when it comes to movies, you've got the most taste out of all of us, Jake. Just because. <laughs> oh wow. Well, no, just because he's got the balls to say, "I like this." 
fuck you. Yeah. Where a lot totally of people, agree. Well, a lot of people don't have the balls to say that. And... I'm not embarrassed to say I love Mortal Kombat, Annihilation, and Batman and Robin. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no, so I, I would never get like let you get away with saying you don't have taste because. Like, well, I, I was saying like when I was like a child, I probably didn't have a, <laughs> the most discerning. I watched Fern. I watched Fern Gully a lot, and that hasn't held up super good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, still, it's, it's still better in the what's it Avatar. So yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> but with the type of films, I, I, I like. The, I think the first few films I saw him in was the rom com ones. What was it? Uh, there was one called "It Could Happen to You," where oh, he promised yeah. uh, the waitress uh, like he didn't have money for the tip, so he's like, "I'll half this lottery ticket." And then wins the lottery, and then goes back and lives up to the promise, and it's like all mushy and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but as you said, everything he does, it it doesn't half ass it. Even like the hard no. films where he, he should half ass it, he doesn't. And yeah. I he does the most ridiculous things at the most ridiculous times. But he makes bad films good, watchable. Like Gone in sixty seconds should be <laughs> a terrible film. It is a terrible film. But if it wasn't for, like, say, Nick Cage, and I'll be honest, his chemistry with Angelina Jolie was absolutely on fire. That, like, I, I wouldn't put it on the same level. But every teenage boy like rewound that scene where they sat in the car and talking through it all. Every boy did it. Went back over that. <laughs> well, there, there was two films of the time. There was that one and Cruel Intentions. But I think Cruel Intentions pips it just a little bit for i think you know when i think of gone in 60 seconds i also have to like think about swordfish at the same time oh those, god those, those films kind of like operate in the same kind of yeah. like space of like 2000s like they're like it was, it was... fast and furious that's what they were brought like absolutely just before. yes they kind of like, lay the groundwork for Vin Diesel and he's tatty. Fuck them. It's like all. Fuck it's like. <laughs> it's like all. It's like all like bro guys like yeah. just getting together doing schemes. Yeah. Travolta like, with his tiny like whatever the hell's <laughs> going on here. The line of hair and his greasy sort of. Oh god. I was just left over from Battlefield. Yeah. Couldn't get the makeup off. If, 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 <laughs> if Donna's watching this now, she's probably getting excited thinking about Hugh Jackman getting a blowjob while trying to code. So yes. Um, <laughs> oh god, let's see. <laughs> but yes. Uh, uh, so Sammy, why do you like Nick Cage? I mean, likes a strong word. Um, <laughs> no, I, I generally there's not a film of his that I yeah uh, I don't kind of enjoy in some form of way. Mm-hmm. I I found him when I was quite young. I love a, a film called Peggy Sue. Peggy mm-hmm. Sue got married. Mm-hmm. And it's probably one of his first ones that he did. And he has the most amazing set of teeth in that. The <laughs> most amazing hair. Um, he's very, he very much set the bar of this is, I can, because he kind of did chew the scenery quite a bit in it. And then was like, I know, I'll just elevate from here and go on. I've always had a theory with Nicolas Cage that I because of his family lineage, mm-hmm. lineage, that he kind of like feels that he has to overact mm-hmm. to over impress. You know the <laughs> fact that he has such a, you know, a big family. He's part of the Coppola mm-hmm. um, era, like mm-hmm. dynasty, um, and just feel like he has to just prove. Look at look at me, <laughs> I can do this, and just like completely, and that's what he thinks acting is. Yeah. Because let's be honest, he hasn't really toned it down. It's just getting more and more. 
I think lately he's just lost the plot and just went, oh, fuck it, I'm going to have as much fun. I just think he's but having the best fun. The I, best fun with the best movie choices. I'll give him this. And like I said, there's not many actors I would say this. He is the biggest risk taker when it comes to movie choices. Like, Massively. Because like, there's some rules that you think, no, just step away from. Just don't even contemplate. And he goes, no. I'm gonna see what I can do with this. Um, I know you said Peggy Sue. I'm I'm sorry to be. Um, that was his eighth movie. Peggy Sue got eighth. eighth. Do you know That's what his first hell. movie was? What? It was a um. It was a. Uh, it was a, it was Fast Times at Ridgemont High, wasn't it? Exactly. It was like yes. a little. It was, was like it a really, really small part. Yeah, he wasn't a main person in it. I think it was no, but, almost a cameo. But still, like I said, what a, a film to make a debut and it's mm. and that film still holds up as well. Phoebe Cates. Um. <laughs> I'd also, he's in one of my mum's favourite films, so this was on constantly in our house. I grew up with it. Mm. Moonstruck. Oh, is God. that the one we're sharing? Yeah. Yes. I think I've seen it once. <laughs> once is yes, it. I share among all share of his other accolades. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of my mum's favourite films of all time, so we kind of grew up with Nicolas Cage in our house like mm. every day. <laughs> oh, I'm in the house. <laughs> I'm not going to throw a top five at you at this and be that mean, but I will ask this question, and I know it's going to be hard for like Laura because she's, she's just squirming at the moment. <laughs> what is what is your favorite Nick Cage movie? What is number one with the bullet? It depends on the mood. <laughs> depends on the mood. I mean, the one that mm-hmm. I never get. Oh fuck! I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 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 probably the probably the Rock. Right. Because it's, oh, yeah. I think it's genuinely, genuinely a really good action film. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's over the top. It's ridiculous. Soldiers and Alcatraz with VX gas and all this. Let's break <laughs> this English MI6 man out because he's ancient and old, but he's the only man that knows how to get in. <laughs> Let's do all that weird shit. But More he's man. actually, he's actually quite, when you watch it, he's quite subdued in it. There's only yeah. one bit, I think, where he, he raises his voice. Is yeah, that like, come on, man, or whatever like that. Is that no, I think it's like Connie would slap the shit out of him if he said it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, like that. I think it's when he's taking the uh, the the orbs out of the thing, and he's yeah, just yeah. like, "Cut me some friggin' slack, man." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, to yes. me, to me, the, the rock first is... impression has come. <laughs> <laughs> the rock's just uh, it's. There's no. I can't think of a bad bit of that film. No. I can't think of a bit of that film that needs to be cut. It's oh, for me, agree. hands down. Brilliant. And, Ed and then Connor. Well. Ed Harris yeah, is, is exactly. Ed Harris is great. Yeah. And there's loads of people in John C. McGinley's in it. He's one of the soldiers. Yeah. David Morse is in it. He's one of the soldiers. It's a proper, proper stat cast. Mm-hmm. And then Connor mm-hmm. has oh, <laughs> has a massive nostalgic mm-hmm. piece to me. And I, I it's not when you watch it, you think this is this is cheesy as hell. <laughs> again, the concept's ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely ludicrous. But again, the castman, John Cusack's in it wearing sandals. What's not like about that? <laughs> then you've got um then you've just got this the John whole Malkovich thing, as well, yeah. John Malkovich <laughs> and Bing Rames and, and Danny Watsy's face, Trejo oh, like in it as well. As well. Yeah. And if um, that guy had only just put the bunny back, yeah. he would have killed him. <laughs> so that that is a trash. It's a trash film, but the kind of high quality trash that I like to watch. Connor's probably the most quoted cage film, I would say. Other than yeah. other than probably his face off, but that 
yeah. but yeah. For, for other reasons. But Conair, there's like uh, tie, so tie the old bow around the old. Um, oh, I can't even old say old it. Old tree. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, I'm probably one of the only people that ever read the novelization of Conair. There was a, a novelization. Do you know where I found the novelization of Conair in a high, in my school library? Was it Scholastic? It wasn't. It wasn't written by Nick Cage. It was an actual. I think it was released. It was released after the film because the film was in '97. This mm. was easily 2000, I think. Mm. It had the cover of the DVD as the cover of the book, so they must have made the film and then. You for some what? reason, thought let's I, make a book out of it. I think it's in the early two thousands of novelizations of major movies. Yeah, I'm there was. Like it... my Amazon list now. I'm going to be searching this after the podcast. You know what? Like, what? Yeah. I think Empire Magazine gave it away as a free book. Oh. Ah. Because Empire was giving away three novelizations. I think that was one of them. It um, was great, by the way. I'd recommend it. It's very much the film. <laughs> I, I love the, the the names of the villains. Like was it Cyrus the Virus? Cyrus the Virus. Yeah. yeah. Oh, kill the... more kill more men than cancer. Yeah. And the... Oh my god. That's what they say in the film. <laughs> it was. And... It's Wait. been a long time since yeah. I watched Conair. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, with, with... that movie is like one of the most obviously once you know it's not. But one of the most awful scenes is when he sits down with that little girl mm-hmm. and you're waiting to see, oh, did he yeah. actually... And Eat the place just like waving at him going. Uh, I love that he gets away at the end as well. Yes, I know it's yeah. Nick Cage type, but Steve Buscemi in that is also absolutely Steve is so cool in that film. What are you going to say that, Jake? I was just going to say we need to do a name check, like a main character name check for the, the Conair guy. What's his name? Diamond, Diamond Dog. That's Ving Rames. Right. Like, because Nick Cage's na- character names are always oh, absolutely Poe. hilarious. Cameron, Cameron Poe. Cameron Poe. And then I think whoever what whoever wrote the new Star Wars, Paul Dameron, sounds a lot like Cameron Poe. It does, I think yeah. He watched Conair and thought, yes, it's going to be a He escapes a Star Destroyer, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of like a cargo <laughs> plane. <laughs> <laughs> damn you but yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but yeah can we just go back to like what you were saying about uh like the rock and stuff mm. for being like a really fun like concept yeah like i think that's what like what's attractive about nick cage movies is because like they often do have like really fun like really over the top concepts like I'd never heard of that movie Paul was talking about about like the split in the lottery ticket. But I'm like, that's a really fun idea for a movie. Like, yeah. um, and the same with like, yeah, like The Rock, where it's like, yeah, yeah, this scientist is the only one for the job, and like, yeah, we have to break someone out of retirement and yeah. prison, uh, and then he tries to get away, and it's just like, and then they have to like crawl through the the flamethrower pit to get into Alcatraz. <laughs> It's just it's like just concept just after concept of like this is what you want to see in a movie things that yeah. you could never see in real life. And <laughs> I mean, like... I think in that in that world because the the world is so well written that it's believable that Ed Harris has gone rogue and stole all this shit. <laughs> but do you not think with the world we live at the moment being so fucked up and crazy that 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 Nick Cage Probably. breaking into Alcatraz seems like a plausible thing now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it wouldn't even make the news. <laughs> it yeah, like, right. So Jess. I know you mentioned top five, but what is your favourite Nick Cage movie? Oh, it's cruel. This is cruel. Okay. Um, but that's what I do. I like being the puppet master. Play my puppets. Play. Please <laughs> stop touching yourself. But I think there's a lot of um, obvious ones. There's one, you just watch it all the time. Again, a bit like uh, Moonstruck, which will lump it on for me. Mm-hmm. Um, City of Angels. 
Oh, you my mom loved that film. <laughs> this person in me loves that it's not a happy ending. Mm. That it ends brutally. The sadistic in me is just like, yes, this is what I want. I'm sick of happy endings and all these romantic things. Um, but it's beautiful in its way as well. All the concept of the afterlife, what they have to do is their position, mm-hmm. and then him trying to um, take on the concept of being human because he's so obsessed with like kind of how humans experience things. There's um, a bit stalkerish though as well. But it wasn't that all the nineties rom coms to be fair. <laughs> but I think with this Yeah, I think with City of Angels though it, it did like it was a decent movie, but I think it came out uh same time as Meet Joe Black. So, oh God, yeah. so basically there was like this similar type of uh, things. Interesting Huge choice. Huge screenplays getting sold off to multiple studios and multiple versions of the same movies getting made, definitely. <laughs> We're talking about Bugs and Ants. They weren't the same film at the same time, yes. <laughs> what yeah. a deep impact. And <laughs> and the Go again. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. It was happening. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, for cheesy classic, Con um, Air is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, we've got Air. Gone in 60 Seconds is that really crappy movie that no matter how many times I watch it, I still love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Play low rider. Absolutely love it. <laughs> 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 <Bought> it constantly. <laughs> and to be fair, in Gone to Sixty Seconds, in Gone to Sixty Seconds, he does all his driving stunts. Mm. It's a fair play to him. Yeah. What, including the one where he jumps over like a hundred feet worth of <laughs> stuff I'm, on I'm, the bridge? The thing is, he's like he's a proper <laughs> raggy driver. I think in The Rock when he does the him when he does all the, the San Francisco drive, and that's all Nicolas yeah. Cage as well. That's an excellent. That's like top five car chase like that one in, yeah. with the humvee and the, the lamborghini <laughs> or whatever it is the ferrari there's <laughs> oh, always a good uh, car chase in a nick cage movie um what about, <laughs> what about you sammy what's number one i don't really have a number one like i don't have like this there's 128 films to choose from <laughs> i just don't have such a huge love for them but one that really sticks out that i don't think would get mentioned because it's not part of his like he is pretty tame in it. Is yeah. family the family man? Right. Oh, mm. it's a nice one. Yes. It's a lovely film. It's mm. it's a bit sad. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, the the concept and the idea of it is pretty sad, but mm. it does kind of work out in the end. Like, right. But I really, I'll, I'll do. I really like that film. Cool. I wouldn't say love, but I do like it. I'll, yeah. Probably one I'll name in a bit. You'll probably pick, get angry that you didn't think of it, but we'll we'll come to that. What about you, Jake? Ah! Um, well, I obviously do love uh, uh, The Rock and stuff um, mm-hmm. and Connor, but I think um, I think Face Off might be the top oh, one. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's just like it, just from the start, like you can't stop looking at him when he's <laughs> doing that thing where he's dressed as the priest. He's just like, hallelujah. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> But like I think that was a film when I saw it a bit too young though, and I'm just like I, I was scared of him, you know, like because he was like legit scary. What was his name? Pastor Troy, was it? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's he's one of those um he's one of those bad guys that they don't really do anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like there was loads in the nineties where like they're so like unpredictable. You're like scared of what they might do, yeah. <laughs> even though yeah. like 
even though it could just be like a normal scene. <laughs> and the other thing that's really good about Casa Troy is that he's technically not got much of a backstory. Mm. He's just no. a mad bastard that's there. Yeah. Whereas now all the villains have these sort of psychological backstories. Like just make them mad people like like yeah. Casa Troy was. Me, yeah, and, like, me and Laura's gonna make our own podcast now, just talking about all the good old days when people didn't have to have <laughs> reasons, weren't abused. <laughs> Fucking Rob Zombie, you're a dick. But yeah. Um but yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean though. I'm like sure um... that's what we do now. <laughs> Ready, much Yeah, but yeah, like like Simon Phoenix and like Clarence Boddicker and stuff, mm-hmm. like just like 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 you said, mad bastards that are just scary. Yeah. <laughs> no remorse, no <laughs> no. I goals. do. I mean, Face Off's amazing, and mm. the thing is, the the freakiest part of that film is not Nicolas Cage. It's the way that John Travolta runs his hand down yeah. his kid's oh. face. Oh, oh yeah, that Travolta thing that creeps no. me out. Yeah. Or his wife, or whatever the fuck they do. That's no. the worst part of the film. John is <laughs> a strange guy, but like I say, it, he's perfectly cast in Face Off as well. Though, oh yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I don't, was... I don't really believe him as an action star, like kind of <laughs> top man in the. Well, the he, force he didn't or enjoy Broken Arrow. Um, <laughs> oh, I enjoy, I enjoy the part in Broken Arrow where the guy has to pretend he's dying of radiation poison. <laughs> <Just> like. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got two ones I would name. One's really predictable. And I think it is probably his most successful. Well, I'd, I'd probably get this wrong for saying it, but I think it's probably his most successful movie. I'll, I'll need to see figures, but National Treasure. I think oh, as, I do as, love as, National as, Treasure. As a history like, buff as well, love him watching the History Channel. It is watching like a live action history like going wrong and everything. But like, <laughs> and having John Boyd as, as his dad and just like the cast and everything, everything is just done so well. And as a caper, and Sean Bean doesn't die. Sean Bean doesn't mm. die, guys. But yeah. Um, but the other one, and it's a recent one, and I think it probably is just Nick Cage just having the most fun I've ever seen. Renfield. Oh, I'd enjoyed that. <laughs> I wanted the pictures to see that. Yeah. He, what, he was he he was perfect as mm. Dracula and that. And I think That's when great. we talked about me and Sammy, um, I thought, like, if you're going to do films now, like, if you, because everyone wants a, a franchise or a universe, we've got Nicolas Cage as Dracula. I want <laughs> the Universal Monsters where Nicolas Cage is playing every single monster. Like, I want him playing Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. I want him as the Invisible Man. I want him as the Phantom of the Opera. I want him as the creature <gasps> from the Black Lagoon. I want Nicolas Cage in every Honestly. single one of these. Uh, Write, write the screenplay, send it to Nicholas Cage. I imagine it would probably happen. <laughs> I'd, 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 I'd actually I'd put at least 20 quid into the, the fund to get Phantom of the Opera star Nicholas Cage. Upwards of £20. It's got to be better than Claude Rains's version of Phantom of the Opera. Jesus it's got to be better Christ. than bloody Gerard Butler going <laughs> for singing. But the um, best one, I love Gerard Butler, but right. no. But the best one, though, as well, could you imagine Nicholas Cage as the creepiest horror, horror icon there is? The werewolf, Larry the Lurker, <laughs> doing his yes. windows, but doing his transformation as well. I'm <laughs> sure it'll be like top class. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that, that, I, 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 and I think we mentioned before he has done quite a lot of movies recently due to having to pay mm. for divorces, pan, for tax and stuff. That some of them. Like allegedly. Con- allegedly. Oh, sorry. Yes. Thank you, Jane. Thank you. Allegedly. Um, I forgot allegedly. that word. That stopped us getting sued. Yes. Um. But some of them have just been like the concepts are just so out there. Like mm-hmm. I know they've just basically remade it with uh, Five Nights at Freddy, but Willy Wonderland, 
was one of the most. It, it is basically the same film or like done just uh, with Nicolas Cage not saying a word. Mm-hmm. Not a through. goddamn word. Not yeah, one he just drinks, word said in that he? film. It must have killed him. <laughs> but that was just one of the weirdest. Like um, normally, Nick loves the weird films, and she thought that was just too bizarre. There's one. Oh. There's one called Pig, where mm. it's just, oh yes, like, I've not seen that. I've got that on my watch list though. But yeah, um, and the one I've, I think I wanted to watch, but we haven't watched, is it's supposed to be actually quite good as well, though. The Unbearable Weight of the Massive Talent. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's such a good film. I went to the pictures to see that as well, and I really, really, really enjoyed it. So give us the concept, because I've not seen it, and I do want to watch so, it, but yeah. Um, I've got the DVD, strangely <laughs> enough. Um, so, um, so basically, Nicolas Cage plays Nick Cage. Right. He plays sort of a kind of a fictionalised version of himself and he's falling on hard times and he's struggling to get work. Mm-hmm. And um, he gets a phone call from uh, this guy played, played by Pedro Pascal who wants him to come to his mm-hmm. birthday party and like kind of be a guest to, to sort of show off a little bit because he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's quite well off. But it's a bit of a subterfuge because he's wrote a screenplay that he wants Nick Cage to star in so, and all that sort of thing. <laughs> and, then, and then it just turns into like a bit of a bro comedy, but right. it's got sort of slightly dark undertones. It's like gang, gang violence, people get murdered and all that sort of stuff. But it's genuinely mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal and Nicolas Cage are so funny together. I would happily watch 10 films mm-hmm. of them two just, just pissing about <laughs> doing whatever driving around taking lsd and driving cars is what they're doing they one of the scenes amazing. it's so good it's countless it's so good. scenes in that of just mm-hmm. obviously all of the memes created from it as well just the car driving scene yeah um, that that got pretty famous yeah. didn't it <laughs> yeah. so i know we've talked about like what we've liked about nicholas cage this is probably where sammy's going to shine a little bit as well so hmm. which ones do you find Hard to watch, shall we say? Which which is the uncomfortable ones? So I'll start off because I think this one's like one I've tried watching many a times because I always because I I like like you took a risk and it's a bit edgy and going there. But eight millimeter was Mm. too close to the knuckle for my liking, and I did I could not get away with it. And normally, like as you said, I think it came out the same time or around about the same time as Seven as well. So that type of like Mm. murderous or like nasty or video nasty type thing was was coming out but eight millimeter i'll be honest is not one i've been able to finish for nicholas cage and yeah it's it's probably down to the tones of the film and the concept but is there any others that you find difficult i mean there's none i find particularly difficult it's just some that are shite <laughs> <I think. laughs> there's, there's none that i think are sort of hmm. actively I mean, there's some shite that yeah. I've I've struggled to finish. I mean, Deadfall mm-hmm. was oh god, yes. diabolical. Mm-hmm. Like di- that, and Left Behind are the two that I've mm-hmm. really had to force myself to watch. Now you mentioned Deadfall before we went live. Yeah, so well, tell us it, about it, Deadfall because <laughs> it became a bit of like a meme in our friend group because, <laughs> like, I think we've just been watching like Nicolas Cage, like crazy scenes or whatever on yeah. YouTube. And like this one kept coming up, um, doing him doing like a stupid rant. He does say like the the R word, so yeah. I'll not I'll not do the rant or anything. Yeah. But um, it's called Deadfall. Um, so I bought like you know those like shady DVDs where it's like the the like the brown case, nothing inside apart from the disc, you know, and yeah. the, it's really hard to get off the thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's basically just a really boring like 
crime mystery sort of thing about like a guy like a guy who's like a cousin and he like goes into like a mob family mm-hmm. and it's ostensibly like he replaces Nicolas Cage's character like his his mm-hmm. place in the mob family so that's why he goes crazy and he like steals his girlfriend so mm-hmm. there's plenty of scenes of um like Cage having just massive tantrums and stuff and <laughs> And he's yeah. he's got a really weird like long hair like Bob wig, <laughs> uh, sunglasses sound. all the time like Hawaiian shirt type of deal, mm-hmm. yeah. It's um, so weird. It's just <laughs> what's odd though. It's got a really good cast like Michael Michael Bean's in it. He's mm-hmm. the main guy, and James Coburn's in it playing twins for some reason. <laughs> um, but it's just. It's in. It's directed by Christopher Coppola, who I think is Francis Ford Coppola's son, or is Nicolas oh, Cage's brother. I can't remember which one. Came in the family um, type thing, so and he I plays think, a brother in the movie as yeah. well. <laughs> so I think I think Nick Cage did it because it was a favor, and he probably got paid like four quid. But he's it. he's the highlight though. It's oh like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like you what you're just watching for like his next scene, but then at yeah. some point they kill him, and it's like his oh, death well. is fantastic though. He's got a really good death. Yeah, um, doesn't he get his face put in the deep fat fryer? fryer yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. It's name? crap though. It's 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 <laughs> all that build up, and then he dies, and then the last sort of twenty five minutes, yeah. I think, is just Michael Bean kind of looking a bit confused, <laughs> and James Corbin going, "I'm a twin." Yeah, because they, they try and do like a big reveal, don't yeah. they? But by that point, you're like. You well, haven't been paying attention. It's like, are you missing Nicholas Cage? Bring him back. Bring Cage, yeah. Cage yeah. back. Bring back his head that's just got a bit of batter on it or something. <laughs> That'll make it more entertaining. Like this movie pulls you in because I've seen like it, I did the exact same thing. I kept seeing it and it's almost kind of yeah. fear and loathing esque in its styles. You're like, oh, that's quite good. It might be in all that kind of weirdness, and you watch it and like this is the worst movie I've ever watched. Yeah, when he when he's not on screen, there's no weirdness. But like, if you just watch clips, you might think like we did, like, oh, this must be like crazy, <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. He does at one point shout like "fuck" the loudest I've ever heard anyone, wow. and loudest and longest I've ever heard anyone do it. And I think that's like a massive skill. <laughs> yeah, it is just an an overall poor film. So what we need to do now is have a Nicolas Cage film festival and show like all these films that we've talked about uh, and see which who cracks first or do a Shia LaBeouf and say, let's watch 16 or 20 hours of, of all Nicolas Cage movies like at once. And just oh, is this your next 24-hour oh. challenge that turns us all insane? <laughs> I'm not turning you back into Sonic, don't totally worry. Do that, like trying to be actually sticking out the 24 hours just sat there like i can do this <laughs> <laughs> saying that though we, we were laughing the other day um because because me jake and sammy were the survivors for the 24 hour stream we didn't sleep one iota but <laughs> there was another twitch streamer well not name names doing a 24 hour stream we checked in after the 12 hour mark and she was snoring on stream she was <gasps> snoring she'd fallen asleep so yes amateurs yes amateur hour but yeah uh sorry i decided to get that dig in there i'm not bitter at yeah. please you did so bringing but, everyone up to the hour level, yeah, hour level yes. Yes. or down i don't know which one we're up jake we're up so i know like as you said he's a huge comic book fan and like say the thing the, the weird thing is he's probably his most defining role in the comic book industry or the comic book movie industry sorry isn't a marvel isn't a dc it's kick-ass as mm-hmm. big daddy mm, forgot but, about that and 
it is a homage or a piss take to Batman, shall we say. But how good or how well that movie like was put together. Like we'll not talk about Kick Ass too because it, mm. it, it's it's okay. But like I say, the levels that we got with Kick Ass, and I know, um, we were root like they were talking about this movie for got on five years before it actually like got yeah. came out as well because it was always rumored like uh they had pips or storyboards at san diego comic-con when they're trying to make because it, it was jonathan ross's wife jane was it jane, jane goldsman yeah she wrote it she done the writing for it but i wouldn't be bad sad from seeing kick-ass getting nicholas cage as a batman i think he could do a batman role <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> like the really like the interesting part about that role is the really lean into like that he can make the switch to like being a f- sort of normal dad if he if he wants to. Whereas like they usually play a Batman like like this guy's not normal, <laughs> you know? Like yeah. he's a very moody, sad man. Yeah, yeah. But I think you're right, Paul. I think if they did him <laughs> as like an older Batman, mm-hmm. like um, I mean, he could do. Batman Beyond, mm. Bruce Wayne. Let's face it. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm just Batman if we went back to Batman and Robin style Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see Nicolas Cage with bat nipples. No, no, I do. Yes, I've just had a memory unlocked. The line switched to Kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck me! When yeah. he screams that, that is some of the best fucking screaming ever. Because it yeah. just it goes from like. High to higher. <laughs> it's fucking it, brilliant. I mean, it's it it feels out of place, but then your memory's on fire, so it's like yes. okay, <laughs> like maybe you maybe you wouldn't uh, have the best vocal control. <laughs> but it's such a great delivery. Yeah, I just love it. I, I totally forgot about it then. Then when you mentioned Kick Ass, I was like, oh my god, switch to Kryptonite. Me and Anthony mm-hmm. used to scream that at each other. <laughs> And of course, everyone loves when he just shoots the the girl. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, are you ready? Boom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that is probably one of the. Uh, and I don't want to call him a chameleon because he's very upfront and like I know he changes his roles quite a lot, but it, it it I don't think he ever disappears in a scene. I don't think we could ever claim that for Nicolas Cage. But no, the variety and like. Because, as, as you said, you could have a conversation with a person in the street and say, Nicolas Cage movie. I'll go, oh, I probably don't like Nicolas Cage movie. But then you can mention, like, the films that we've mentioned. And you'll go, oh, yeah, shit, that actually isn't bad. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, shit, I enjoyed that. I think that's, like, the joy. Um, And, again, I don't think he gets the credit he, he's probably due, due to, like, some of the roles he does or some of the performances, because he just goes out there and thing. But... As a whole, I think he's got the one of the some of the biggest balls in Hollywood for what he does and how he do, goes about does it as well because he doesn't conform, he doesn't think oh I have to take this back or I I don't have to do this. He literally just either does what the fuck he wants or mm. does what he thinks he'll enjoy. And mm. great, he's he's never going to be like I say a Tom Hanks. He's never going to be like I say a Leonardo DiCaprio. But we've got too many of them. It's great. Yeah, he's his own <laughs> creation. And he, yeah, I was going to say something that's totally slipped my mind now. Sorry, my okay. brain is all over the place tonight. <laughs> on, and I think, on. as well, when it comes to like actors and stuff, people assume oh, they make, you know, I mean, Nicolas Cage obviously is very well off and does quite well. Mm-hmm. 
But at the end of the day, it is a job. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I was I can't remember what actor it was, but they said they will do big mm-hmm. blockbuster pieces and they'll get, you know, a decent pay packet because then they can then go and maybe produce or put money into doing something really small mm-hmm. and be part of that. So I wouldn't be surprised. All this all the shite that Nicholas Cage has done to allegedly pay off whatever he needs to pay off <laughs> i would be surprised if he's done some of those because he can then go and he's maybe been given a script by someone or he's got another concept that he wants to push forward that might be smaller not bring as much money in and he can go and do that mm-hmm. and he still needs to at the end of the day it's a job so he still needs to take roles and do mm-hmm. whatever but he always gives 100 percent for them yeah oh, so, 100%. and he always yeah. slides into a film that you probably don't expect him to mm. and not out like say some of the films he is the best thing some of the things he's one of the like things that you remember probably the big one i can uh, remember uh, one that we watched well the second one we watched quite recently the spider-verse like as as oh, yeah. spider-noir like how know, yeah. fucking amazing like and so weird at the same time <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah because he was he was doing a sort of like like a 1950s, 60s voice, wasn't he? Like a wise, like a wise guy type of voice. <laughs> oh, see. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But like, he's really, he's really cool in that. And like, everyone's always wanted to see uh, like, like noir Spider Man for like years yeah. and years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And like, it's cool that he's gonna be like coming back in the next one by the looks of it as well to have his own little team (laughs) he was so well received in the first one that there was actually clamor for a a, a spider noir tv cartoon so there was a little bit of a a spin-off type thing which again even give me like the old spider-man cartoon like a 15 20 minute uh, episode like seven seven episode run i'd be quite happy with that oh they've got it they've just they could just adapt the comic book and Mm -hmm. people would be happy because like i i quite enjoyed that comic like i probably only read it because the outfit was cool like and people had said like this is one of the cool what ifs to read yeah. <laughs> but i did enjoy it now we was talking about nick cage obviously and all this like all the superhero stuff obviously the thing with um i imagine everyone's seen this article flying about at the moment about his appearance in the flash, the flash yes. yeah 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 i'd read that quote yeah Mm-hmm. And the consideration, obviously, what happened there because of what he filmed versus what's actually in the movie. Yeah, I read that. He only films, like, as far as he's concerned, he filmed a scene of Kalel looking kind of distraught at the universe collapsing in front of him. Mm-hmm. He's like, I did not fight a giant spider. He's like, I don't know what that was. He's like, I'm sure as hell was not doing that at the time. He's like, they've done it somehow. Um, yeah, I. to be honest, I can't see, like, nick cage agreeing to be like a full cgi man mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. if they're saying like do you want to come back as superman like i can't see him agreeing to be like oh yeah i'll, I'll do like the motion capture or whatever yeah, yeah. like I, I can imagine him wanting to be there <laughs> having a de-age him because obviously yeah. all the former shots that were done for the tim burton obviously has to look a lot younger at that point um yeah they could have just left him really the right age though yeah <laughs> It's hard with the scene because I got what they were doing with the scene because that was the original concept for that movie. If Tim Burton had actually made it, mm-hmm. that would have been the movie was Superman fighting mm-hmm. a giant mechanical but spider. But instead, we got Wild Wild, Wild West. West. Yeah, <laughs> I love Wild Wild West. I've got that on DVD as well. <laughs> <laughs> in the end. Tim West was just, a desperado. Just to come back to the to the quote because um, if you've read the quote. Nicholas Cage was very, very careful on the words he used as well. Yeah. He, he was very angry. 
No, that's the thing. He didn't use the words AI. He used CG, and he was questioned on mm. it as well because, um, like Tim Burton is heavily in the media now. Slam, um, like rightly so, slamming anything to do with AI, and yep. like say it's basically destroying a lot of work, a lot of it'll like, destroy. Safeguards. It'll destroy an industry. Yeah, and basically, because they were trying to push a narrative on Nicolas Cage as well that about the AI. So they were trying to twist it a little bit. And he was very, very careful not to mention that. But like I say, he used words like CGI and said the CGI thing. But um, you could tell he was a bit upset that they used that, like, say, the giant spider and stuff like that. It could, but that could be the worrying trait like, that starts. Hopefully, with everything that's going on, we do put a stop to it. And again, this I don't need normally get in a soapbox or have a rant. We don't want AI movies. We don't want AI thing where we don't need t- AI a... artwork. Mm. It'll take jobs away from friends that I have who were who were over in the states who were struggling to start with. It will absolutely ruin an industry. Please stop using them AI apps as well because that's <laughs> part of it. It's stealing your face, data. Yes, please stop. <laughs> um, the... AI is like yes. Obviously, I've seen them all, and they're all terrifying. This idea of it takes multiple of your images, and then it's going to give you a cool profile picture. But it's like it's now got all of your facial recognition. It can use Everything. this to regenerate other things. Yeah. yeah, can you imagine if one of us like What's shows that? up as like a background <laughs> character? <laughs> We've watched enough sci-fi movies to know why we don't do this shit. And, <laughs> and, as, we, yeah. and as we found out the other day, Lee's Hoover attacked his house when his dog had a shit. Skynet is real, guys. Skynet is dragging poo mm-hmm. around your yeah. house. The robot, the robot uprising <laughs> starts at Lee's place. Starts with a shit. So <laughs> while we're while we're talking about um Superman, did any of you watch the Death of Superman Lives by John Schnepp? Mm-hmm. Yes, a... I haven't, but I would like to hear like the sort of retelling if you have got that in you. <laughs> oh, I, I've seen, I've watched this so many times because I just felt there was so much to take in, and we all know what you know. This can't take in a lot, so I have to watch things multiple times. Um, it is so interesting. God bless John Schnepp for putting this together like he's no longer with us anymore which is so sad but thankfully this is mm-hmm. you know out there for everyone to see it is literally the story from start to finish on this movie that never happened and maybe really it should have it's interesting like say when you hear the, like it's probably one of the better movie made documentaries to show what it's, yeah. what it's like and like the Nicolas Cage part in it is quite well done because the amount of shit Nicolas... I know this was before internet and stuff, but like I say, there were still fandoms and stuff. As soon as they heard Nicolas Cage had been oh, cast... forums. In, uh, you forums. forums? Um, were kicking off because like, there was leaked photos and stuff of Nicolas mm-hmm. Cage looking very weird. It was when they were like t- doing test suits, uh, when they were trying to do the black suitman uh, outfit as well. And... The, the, the weird thing is they never ever released the Nick Cage image that's in the bottom right corner of the screen now until that documentary mm-hmm. so that's when we've seen and again people say oh Superman with long hair read a fucking comic book Superman had long hair at one point get over it yeah, um, yeah didn't he have long hair like around the death of Superman time as well which is, is arguably... when he was uh, very emo in the AFI or something yeah. I mean they've, they've mm-hmm. definitely had him in a full black suit with like a, <laughs> a long yeah. hair before yeah when was when was that film kind of in sort of 
production, oh, not production. It was, was um, it, it was the same time. It was, it was about two years before Wild Wild West come out. <laughs> you've got to you've so got to track it from Wild Wild, Wild West. West was ninety ninety nine. Yeah, so, um, so it'd be ninety seven. So if he'd done yeah, if he'd done the Superman film, would we have got Con Air or Face Off? Oh, I. If he was busy doing mm-hmm. all that stuff. <laughs> if he was doing the Superman stuff, then he wouldn't have been in those. Yeah, we so would not really, have when you think games. about it, maybe it's, it's been for the best. Who this would, would be like your... Maybe the universe had it figured out already. And we might like have had Charlie Sheen in Conair. No, we don't want Charlie <laughs> Sheen. Oh my gosh! This, this would be this would be like Laura's Twilight Zone, where she's like, "I wanted my wishes to see the naked Superman movie," and then when you try and no. go back to your, you go back to your DVD collection, <laughs> like Charlie all Sheen. Emilio Um, Two and a Half Men was the most successful show in the entire world. Christian Christian Slater and The Rock. Oh no, no, no. That could work. Doing his own. Maybe it's just the sliding doors concept of his whole career would have been. He'd probably be like one of these. Again, he'd have been like a DiCaprio and stuff. We get none of these wild movies. I don't know. Like, I think he still would have went down the rabbit hole and done some weird shit. He might have been more like a Kilmer, you know, like a... Nicholas Cage and stop him from being Nicholas Cage, because that's the defining <laughs> thing. Any Nicholas Cage movie, has he gone full Cage or not? What's the percent of Cage Now the question getting? is, have we went full Cage on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> doing, a, doing a theory within a theory. I'm trying to cast different Cage characters now. I'll probably see a Kevin Costner in the National Treasure role. Uh... Oh. I have you imagine him turning around we're gonna, we're gonna kidnap the prisoner in the United States I can't imagine Costner <laughs> doing that but not being really saccharine with it yeah <laughs> that though. we're no, gonna talk no, about no, Costner no. Costner did the best serial killer ever movie Mr. oh Deans. Mr. Brooks Mr. Brooks that's Ooh, the one that I love Mr. Good. Brooks yes Wait, I love that film. Sorry. I'm trying to think of an actor I think who would have done National Treasure if it wasn't Nicolas Cage um The Gladiator Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Yeah. He was just be an angry man. I think like, how angry he's, like, he's never <laughs> he, smiled once in a film. He could never do that scene in the in like the Buckingham Palace when he's like, hello. <laughs> chim, 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 I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, have you seen him in the Pope's Exorcist, where he's basically a, a, a Italian Orson Welles on a Vespa? <laughs> he is brilliant. so good in that hello. film. I love the Pope's Exorcist. That's the I kind of shit brilliant. I like. He really he suited it. It's. I just felt like he let go. Like, oh, oh yes, I'm gonna do this accent. Yes, this Russell Crowe is getting like Nicolas Cage. He started doing okay. genre pulpy stuff. He did that yeah. one way with the guy in the car, and he just went batch on some woman. Loved that. <laughs> brilliant film. I still, don't, the under- sex is I still good. don't understand his performance in Thor: Love and Thunder. I don't know how, what the hell he was playing out there. Oh yeah, him. I think he was just had a few pints and thought, let's let's go and yeah, get dressed up and have a lovely time. Camera. Yeah, he just yeah. like that is, like, like went to the toga party. Yeah, that's why him and. Him and Nick Cage are like roughly the similar age, I think. And they just don't care anymore. So they go, yeah, fuck it, I'll do this. I'll Put do them in something together. <laughs> you, won't be, you won't be seeing that yes. kind of Thor anymore because if the rumours are true this morning, Taika Waititi is no longer a part of Marvel. Yeah, that's, that's, that era's over with. <laughs> he, he needed to be let go after, like, he forgot how to edit himself. But yeah, yeah apparently it's not that he walked away. He mm-hmm. got let go. Yeah. 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 Not surprised. Bye bye. Things come in though with a lot of the older actors because there's a plethora like Nicolas Cage. It's happened for Diane DeVito. It's happened for Jeff Goldblum. They've become cult status in the new generation. Kathy yeah. Bates, Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. 
there are a lot of these older ones now are clicking. It's like it's not worth going for these Academy Award winning movies or anything like that. It's like go for the weird shit because yeah. that's where we make our money. The fact like the nerdism and the cultism status is way higher mm-hmm. than another that gold trophy on your shelf anymore because yeah. nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody no, I, I don't give a shit about Bradley Cooper. I'd rather watch a Danny DeVito film. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and I'm wondering with this change up with a lot of actors who are pulling out wild card movies in these last couple of years and going <sighs> forward at the next two, is this the click that's happened? That at one point yeah. we all laughed at people like Nicolas Cage, but say like, actually. He's onto something because he's <laughs> never. Oh, I've, I've said for work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've said for a long time. I feel like he's just making so many good choices mm-hmm. for him, mm-hmm. not for yeah. us. For him, yeah. he's on his choices, and he's kind of like just fuck, fuck it. That's how it feels yeah. anyway. After, especially after I watched <laughs> him the Wonderland one, I was like, yeah, he definitely is just he's just loving his life right now, and I am happy yeah. for him. Have you heard the rumours for... He's um, interviews before he's going to do a movie and how excited he gets over like when he first read the screenplay and things mm. like that. And it could be the crappiest movie ever that's about to come out, but he's so happy with what he's about to do. Yeah, you can he tell he loves great. movies. Like He loves like the the art of everything. Yeah. <laughs> like... yeah. Have you heard mm-hmm. the rumours, though, that's coming about? Because you know how Marvel's now... Um, like gone nuts gone... and they're trying to like backpedal and all yeah. that. Trying stuff. to make yeah. things right. Yeah, well... Multiverse is a multiverse. We so, will get players. It's coming out. So the rumor is, and I know I've talked about this, and it's kind of like I'm surprised it actually came true. So yes, we are now a news channel, guys. Um, <laughs> Deadpool three. Deadpool kills the Fox Marvel universe. Like so yeah. we've seen the images. Yeah. It look. It, we've seen the actors who's going to be in it. Nicholas Cage as Ghost Rider is meant to be in this movie. Is he part of? Is was that Fox at that point? I believe. Like, was so. it not Sony? Was it? I'm not sure. Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, 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 no. no it's no, okay. No, no. Like Venom, Sony, Venom, Sony. No. Not, not. I'm Ghost sure. He, I'm sure you're right that he's in it because the the kind of want to draw a line, don't they? In some form, mm. yeah. because we've because they've also been saying that Wolverine and Tobey Maguire are going to be like the, the leaders lead. of like a new team, it's... like you know, like. The old guard. Don't trust these sorts of things anymore because of the multiverse of madness problem. That <sighs> every theory in the world of every character was coming back. It ended up being a really disappointing film because we were all set up to think. Mm-hmm. We were getting everyone. I like to, yeah. I like to think it's I've very been... hard to get that many actors back and yeah. that many actors back into costume, back into character to pay them all to be back on screen. There are some people <laughs> in that roster of the Fox universe who still demand a high value amount. You'll say that screen. though, but you forget the one thing that uh, Deadpool has that the other one M- M- multiverse didn't have. Ryan Reynolds. Now he has the gift of the gab. He got <laughs> Brad Pitt to do a a, a two second cameo as um like the Invisible Man, which I can't remember his name now. Um, but oh, no money, no credit. Yeah, but the only thing Let's is, because like see, I know the rumors are flying around, and I I know as I, me and Jake's had this conversation. We love this shit. Um, <laughs> love a good rumor. Love a good rumor. But the thing is, though, with the amount of shit Disney's been doing to the writers, to the actors. A lot of the stuff that's getting leaked now is coming true because people don't give a fuck. They're like saying, no, we're not going to keep these secrets. I do genuinely believe, because if you look at the timeline, what, what the thing's going to happen, and again, sorry for spoilers if this does happen, um, <laughs> we're going to get 
I can see a lot of different cameos and deaths in Deadpool 3 just for the crack. But when it comes to the Kang dynasty, if it stays as Kang, because the rumours is if Mr. Majors goes down, they're going to do a sidestep to uh, have Doctor Doom as the main bad guy come in pretty quick. But, yeah, they've like accidentally gone back to the the real Secret Wars storyline yeah. <laughs> in like the worst, messiest way possible. Potentially. <laughs> but the rumours is the Avengers or Earth... Earth current Avengers is wiped out, destroyed, and defeated by whatever comes in that movie. And then it goes to Secret Wars, where Toby and Hugh, the dream team, uh, <laughs> <laughs> take on the, the fight to, to get a band of different uh, heroes from different universes to come together and, and save and recreate or something like that. But that's where the story for Fantastic Four is coming about as well, because the st- rumour well, is with the Fantastic Four is there from a completely different timeline, different universe now where there's no heroes. They're the mm-hmm. only ones. Since the 60s, mm-hmm. Fantastic Four. Yeah. Original, like, cartoon style. Mm-hmm. Which is going to be hilarious because how they're going to do a 60s Fantastic Four walking into the modern world, there are some questions that are going to be asked when they first step in. <laughs> well, apparently there is a... There's a, there's a apparently there's a, a hellish end credit scene at the end of the Marvels that brings back a character from... The multiverse of madness, who fans felt was shit upon, and he gets to come back. Oh, so, so we're gonna see Black Bolt again. Yay! I would love to see Black Bolt. I would love to see Black Bolt. Bring the fucking inhuman, but bring the fucking inhumans into it because I would love to see the fact that because Kamala Khan is inhuman, but I really Harry want to see John Krasinski. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so coming back to Nick Cage. So, uh, sorry, I'm going off on the tangents. Um. What do you th- if he is in Deadpool three? Do you think, like, say, Deadpool will wipe him out, or do you do you think there'll be a little battle there? Do you think it'll be a small cameo? No, I think I think he'd get I think he'd get obliterated and he'd scream while doing it. He'll just go <laughs> like, full of harm, or his I head really... will fly off and just go. Ah! <laughs> I really <laughs> don't want I don't want him to though, because like to me that's like the definitive Ghost Rider, because like oh, yeah. he's it's perfect. Because like imagine if like. Ghost, the Ghost Rider power set was real, mm-hmm. and like I think Nick Cage is the perfect candidate for like whatever it is the the penance stare or whatever <laughs> Ghost Rider is. Like I think Nick he's the quality of Nick Cage in a Deadpool co- like comedic way. Yeah, it's all good having a big like fight scene between, but no, having tried to ride away and something and then take out the bike, like something so silly in the background of just Ghost Rider going. Done. I just kind of like, well, I didn't even need to do anything. Like, it just happened. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. just happened. Um, but, like, um, but, like, how cool is it in Ghost Rider 2, though, when he gets behind the wheel of that giant, like, construction thing and it turns all flamey and it's like, <laughs> like you could do, no, you can do so much out. stuff. That film is bad. Though. I love it. <laughs> the first one I like, but oh, Ghost Rider 2 is not good. Ghost Rider 2 had Idris Elba in, didn't it? Yes. Yeah, that was not a good film. I had to watch that. That was one of the top, the worst five rated. Well, in at that time when I watched them, I had a thing where I had to watch the the worst five IMDb rated Nicolas Cage films. Right. I had to watch them, that's and uh, that's why five. I've seen. So it was lowest um, five. Left, lowest five. No, so no, that the lo- left lowest behind. Five, though, it's... Yeah. Well, this was about ooh, probably about ten year ago. So mm-hmm. Left Behind was the worst rated. Mm-hmm. Then, um, then the Wicker Man, 
Oh God! I was covering up the wicker man um, when he Cucumber. kicked the woman in the face. Not the bees and all that sort of thing. Um, not the animated bees. Then, then Liquid I think beans. it was Ghost Rider too. Then there was a really weird film that I've never heard of and I've never watched since called Zandali, <laughs> where it was in the eighties and Judge Reinhold was in it and he had a wow proper pony tash did did war judge <laughs> and um, Nicholas Cage was like an artist and he had like a little shitty thingy and a little shitty beard like a like a Shakespeare type yeah <laughs> yeah and a ponytail and there was a brilliant scene in it where for, he just goes batshit in his artist studios takes his top off starts rubbing himself with paint and just screaming. <laughs> And then slides down the wall, and then that's end scene right. end. Um, <laughs> and then what was the uh, what was the other one? There was one more, and I'm trying to think what it was. So, so while was... you're thinking, just to ask mm. the question because I've never watched it, I could never bring myself to watch it. The Wicker yeah. Man remake, like the decisions Terrible. must have been made to make that choices. Movie. Choices, choices were made. Choices, choices were made. It is it so fucking bad. bad. Like it's so awful. Yeah, <laughs> they literally just got Christopher Lee's memory and just fucking smeared it everywhere. It is horrifically bad. It's a good it's, drunk film if you're really drunk. It's, um, I did it's, watch it. Have, I'm waiting for, wait for Jake to save us now, Jake. <laughs> yeah, like this is an interesting one because my parents love the original. Uh, Zeus is just the running. Original. Hey, um, but so like, yeah, it's it's one of those. It's one of those horror movies where it's like the absolute worst choices were made at like every turn like mm. it's got like bad like bad acting like bad storyline like the change the harvest to like bees and it's like it's like the island's honey's gone wrong and that's yeah. why they're gonna do the sacrifice yeah. um or why they've done multiple different. sacrifices i should say um but yeah it's just one of those nonsensical horror movies where nothing really makes sense therefore you find it hard to get scared by any of it yeah and then like you know everyone's seen the the not the bees yeah. <laughs> like it's like and they're like it's cgi like sammy was saying but it's like like the pour them like liquid and it's just like yeah. <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't go down that way and he's just like they're my eyes <laughs> If anyone's ever watched House, like the horror yes. movie. Oh, I love like, that film. It's brilliant. But, like, it's comedic when you start watching it. It's like, ooh, spooky lamb. Because the music always goes creepy as it looks at the lamb. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So bad. Mm-hmm. You kind of, like, guilty pleasure. Like, stick it on just once in a while just to remind yourself how mm-hmm. bad this movie actually was. Um, Deadfall was the other film, by the way. That might that might be why we bought it. Because like (laughs) me and me and Laura used to do like a website thing where we used to review movies and stuff. Uh, so that might be why we bought Deadfall. Didn't you buy (laughs) it for like one pound? Wasn't it probably it probably cost more in shipping? It was probably an eBay eBay joint thinking about it. It's probably in my like purchase history forever now oh, yeah. i do think um <laughs> our mutual friend our mutual friend still has that dvd by the way right because yeah it's it's a bit like it follows like it just it lands in your house and then yeah. <laughs> it's like a curse we passed it around basically and try to so like lepers all, all you nerds that are watching this podcast now because it is live we are here watching you yes beth eating your cereal <laughs> we got gonna set you a task Again, like say, like I'm gonna be a dick as well. We want you just to help Laura get all the Nicolas Cage movies ah. that she can get. <laughs> so 
every charity shop that you go into, every bargain bin you can find, if there's a Nicolas Cage movie, uh, I'll even say it, yes, I'll reimburse anyone who buys the, 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 <laughs> the movies. We want to set a task. We want Laura to complete that goal. Let let her be the ultimate Nick Cage fandom and live on a throne built from Nick Cage DVDs and just live and laugh and just have the best Nicolas Cage time now. Yeah. So don't give me Deadfall. Don't yeah. buy me Deadfall. The next or time we behind. show, the next time we do like a convention or something, we're just gonna show with loads of sacks, bags, bags of like DVDs. It'll be like that part, like uh, was it Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, like. <laughs> 10,000 oh. Nicholas Cage DVDs all addressed to Laura. <laughs> yes, that oh is, the, that is the task. That... Like, once you've got the full collection, you need to like send it off to one of like, the really crappy magazines, like Take a Break or something like that. Yeah. For goal of... <laughs> I, oh, I married... could win like a £50 Aldi voucher or something. Yeah. Yeah. It'd, be like, it'd be like, I married, I married this stack of Nicholas Cage DVDs <laughs> like, on the front of Take a Break. <laughs> But I mean, oh, the end the end goal is to have him visit, really, and be like, you know, like, come visit Laura's stream. God, no. Is he on Twitter? <laughs> no. No, I think the only the only social media I've ever seen him do was a Reddit AMA, right. and he yeah. was great. Yeah. <laughs> he was really that's, good. That's the thing about him. Like, I think uh, Jess was saying he's, like, super intelligent and stuff, mm. and but he's just very, he's very, like, old-fashioned. But, yeah, when he gets when he gets on some kind of like weird little interview or starts like typing on reddit like he's amazing like like a proper charmer and stuff but i think we'd have to write him a physical letter right like if we if we try and if i have to get him yeah. it'll have to be Wax like sealed we'll have to do like yeah. proper calligraphy we'll, we'll, or old we'll papyrus it, we'll, or something we'll write like it that. in blood so then he'll be like, <laughs> yes he'll, he'll get the gist but yes um because he is dracula now we need to get him on the podcast we'll give him the pitch say look this is the idea what do you think about it? he'll either be all for it or he'll tell us to fuck off yeah. I think if we tell him there's a haunted pub nearby that we could like hang ah, out yeah. in, ah. some weird skeletons that he can purchase to put in his bathroom or something. Like that. <laughs> One thing yeah. I did want to mention as well, because like, see, if you go through his like filmography and that, there's not much TV. No, he's Is very much yeah, a Hollywood he guy. Really do yet, either. It's <laughs> very much film yeah. for him. Yeah. yeah, and to be honest, I think he's such a big character. Mm-hmm. That I don't think television's big enough for him, right. and he yes. would. I think he would overshadow. If, if you think, imagine if you had a 10, 10 episode limited series. Ten He'd episodes of Nicolas Cage just looking at you down that's the camera. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. But I mean, he's capable of subtlety. Like mm. there's a few films where he's quite subtle, like adaptation, for instance, where he won the Oscar or he got nominated for that. Mm-hmm. That's he's quite reasonably subdued. He's slightly frazzled, but he't not over the top. Do you think he was mm. medicated? He can't do it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he can't yeah. do it. He just chooses not to, you I think. You haven't mentioned though that in that movie he's playing his own twin oh, brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and having yeah. conversations with, with himself. himself with a weird yeah. looking um uh, you know, if you have any of you guys seen is it the color of space? The, yes. the Lovecraft one. Mm-hmm. He's not like He's not like super over the top in that. Like he yeah. almost plays the straight man in the horror movie. Like because mm-hmm. he's not he's not it totally a lot of respect for that though, because um yeah. 
huge H.P. Lovecraft fan. Like he absolutely, like he's like worshiping the ground of like whenever a movie's mm-hmm. going to get made, he is the one. Him and Bill Mosley are on the phone story of like how and when <laughs> can we get in on this shit. So I think with that one, there's a lot of respect from him of kind of if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no being over the top. It's like we've got to hear all the credit it's meant to be, and it is visually beautiful. Very much like Mandy, how that's visually beautiful. It's yeah. gorgeous to watch. Um, gorgeous then ugly then gorgeous again. <laughs> I don't think it's gorgeous all the way through. Got, I think it's, it's absolutely beautiful the way it's all done. Um, it's got Cronenbergs in it though. Come on. It's not beautiful when his child gets fused to his wife. <laughs> oh, so I know no it is it is a really like a really gross effect <laughs> but yeah like what like i was just meaning like um like for a horror movie you'd expect like the the dad character to be like getting freaked out about everything constantly but mm. he actually is quite subdued and it's more like the kids i think that are the more like standard yeah. horror characters like jess says he's taking it very seriously mm. but it was quite mm. interesting i was glad to like because I haven't read that story, but I was glad to see it and be like, okay, that's what people are talking about. It's good. <laughs> so what movie would you like to see Nicolas Cage in? Or what style like a, of movie? Like a brand new one? Oh, it could be like a franchise or like, yeah. like you could have cast him even in your own movie. You could have said like Jake's life story. Cast well, him, uh, oh my God, I would <laughs> love to Nick see him. I'm not Jake. interested would... enough. <laughs> um, no, but like just, just like, jumping off the back of like Paul's uh like idea where he was saying play all the universal monsters like I think yeah. in this in this land of the the multiverse that we're in he's mm-hmm. perfect for one of like a movie where all of his characters come alive you know like <laughs> <laughs> as many licenses as, as they can get like and he has to like hang out with himself <laughs> including Nicolas Cage the real life person <laughs> like, um <laughs> But yeah, I, I think like that would be amazing if it was just like you know, like Caster Troy gets loose in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to have cause chaos. That's what you're trying to do. But you get... could, and then you can get Cameron Porter to chase him down. Yeah, you have to get, like all the the Avengers, like the Nick Cage Avengers. I'm so there. For <laughs> like Legion's story of like all the Cage get loose, and how can you get oh. them all back in again? And that, but there would have to be like a running joke where they've all had like one life event that they all share. I think. <laughs> one moment that turned them into what they were. Yeah, yeah. They all watch the Goonies at the same time. But yes, <laughs> easily. I'd like to see um, the line, the witch in the wardrobe, but Nicolas Cage plays all the kids. <laughs> it, <laughs> Edmund, like an Lucy, adult. <laughs> and the other last that I can never remember the name of. I'd like to say that it's some um, sort of experimental theater type film. This is a genuine one. What I would, because I, I think it would be an interesting turn and an interesting, like how if again I don't know how they would do it, but have him as a synth lord in Star Wars as somewhat. Yeah, he could he could choose some scenery in Star mm. Wars because like Lord knows we we need some interesting characters. Have <laughs> him as have him as someone on the light side. That would make it more interesting to see if he can actually subdue himself from not being able to lose his shit and to be calm. <laughs> that would be the best thing to see is to see if he can actually do what the re- the reverse of what we think he would do. Or be or be one 
class. <laughs> I would love to see him in a, in a Jurassic Park movie with Jeff Goldblum. Oh, fuck off. The Goddard world would come would to an end. Fucking the, amazing. It would explode. It would be like, no, <laughs> no, Dinosaurs yeah. wouldn't stand a chance because of their two acting abilities will just explode on the screen. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm the sexy <laughs> one. No, you're the sexy one. I can imagine him just like shaking the the dinosaur scientist, just being like, you <laughs> "What freak- do you mean? Where are the bones? <laughs> you freaking created dinosaurs!" <laughs> <laughs> I you? would actually genuinely like to see him do Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I think he would be fantastic doing that. Um, for me, it would be. I know Mike Flanagan's just done it, but obviously the Edgar Allan Poe stories but given obviously the stuff that nicholas cage is absolutely not eating up as far as you know his booginess Mm -hmm. on horror him tackling some of the agro and force stuff i think would be beautiful and ridiculous in its own way that it would be that ham borderline yeah i'm a horror-esque from him yeah Mm. like a little bit too overactive but beautiful and ridiculous in its own way I'd watch him sit yeah. and talk about ravens for an hour or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I like the I idea of him doing sort of Vincent Pricey type mm-hmm. horror mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he's got the 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 classical overacting and like the the features and stuff like that. That's why mm-hmm. I think he was so good as Dracula as well. Just <laughs> yeah, it was like the, almost the Lugosi eyes at times. But yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, so any other points before we do wrap up there for the Nicolas Cage that I haven't touched on? No. No. Um, vampire's <laughs> kiss is brilliant. That's it. Isn't that where that face comes from? Yes, as well? the like bee. The... Yeah, yeah. That, uh... <laughs> you don't say. That's what he does. But yeah, like actually, Paul, you didn't uh, you didn't bring up community yet where they, they have the oh, sex of Yes. Um... <laughs> Now, if you haven't watched Community, now, you're not nerd, sorry, but yeah, uh, sorry. Um, it is probably one of the most pop culture TV shows there. When they go, yeah. like, Arbed um, goes on, like, a Nick Cage lesson, where these, to, and the, the, the professor uh, actually says, only watch, uh, as it, I think it's one Nick Cage movie every every hour, or, like, give me a sure there's a break, don't watch too many, and Ahmed watches, like, a full weekend full of Nick Cage and actually breaks his soul to the point where yeah, he's he, he, goes, he, oh. he becomes oh. Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> just Did he watch Dead Fall over and over again? Is that what broke him? Oh, I don't know what it was. It's was like, okay. is he good? Is he bad? Is it just good in a bad movie? Or is he bad in a good movie? Nobody knows. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, community. You can't you can't pin him down like no. Nick Cage. Just like he's just gonna do his thing. Oh, I do have one thing. Do you think he wears wigs? Yes. Because okay. <laughs> it's always bothered me. Because right. uh, yeah. there's somewhere you can really tell it. You think that's a toupee. Mm-hmm. But then there's somewhere it's like, oh, that's not bad. And I'm wondering if he's getting to that point that Travolta got to where... He's, he's, he's two films that he's got one coming out called Dream Scenario that I really want to see mm-hmm. and there's another one that's just come out called Butcher's Crossing he's bald in both of those and I'm Ooh. wondering is he starting to angle like Travolta and just show <laughs> us a bit of the ball before he goes full pit bull yeah actually and, like, I mean Nicole, Nicole all I can think of is the Lord of the Rings thing of like do you wear wigs? will you wear wigs? will you wear wigs? because <laughs> 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 I think he'd rock being bald to be honest I think 
I do think he wears wigs. Nicole Kidman has never actually used her own hair in any movie because oh. she always likes to wear a lace front in case she has to ch- in case she wants to change her hair. So she always has a lace front on. I think he does exactly the same. So he can keep his hair exactly the same way he wants it to be, but it doesn't have to change for a movie. So Nicole, <laughs> yes, Nicole Kidman. That is any film that you see her in. That is not her hair. All right. So Ever. I think he, I think he does like an arcane ritual to like grow new hair every for every movie. Is it a bit like uh, when Kenneth Branagh sold his lips for acting? Time? Yeah. I keep trying to find these lips. Where is his lips? But... The, the soul. He sold them. He yes. sold. That's why he got me. I have to say this: his <laughs> hair is a ghost rider. As a as a, hexual, a heterosexual man, he is a very beautiful man. I think Nick Cage in a very unusual way. I, yeah, it's very Benedict Cumberbatch beautiful. Yes, I don't think he I, <laughs> like a has ever looked unattractive. Um, <laughs> and I don't think he gets the credit as being a sex symbol that he is. So let the Nerdy Up podcast say that Nick Cage is a sex symbol. Right, if you want to watch him being sexy, <laughs> uh, there's a film that he did about four or five years ago called Between Worlds. Right. And there's a, he's, he does a sex scene in that, one of the most unsexiest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> is it worse than But he's character, he's character as a proper little tramp, though. Right. Yeah. Um, is it worse than... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you actually watch the film and, and know what, what's happening in the plot, it's definitely not I'll sexy. tell you what, like, like when I was a kid, I, like at the start of like The Rock and stuff, where he's got like a supermodel girlfriend, I can remember thinking, like, they don't look like a good couple together. <laughs> oh, him. Nick. He's, he's an unusual but beautiful man. I'll always say that. But yes. Oh, yeah. Like, you need more unique uh, looking people in Hollywood. We, uh, we need more unique people looking on the internet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Um, as, as I, I go all creepy there. So, uh, yes. So that was our take... At, well, probably our first. I, I I would like to take a, a trip down Nick Cage Lane again. Maybe talk about like some movies or do a review of a few of his movies. Yeah, again. like a spe- like focusing like on a specific, specific one. Yeah, I think maybe do got... Ghost Rider because I've never seen it. Yeah, maybe. And I've I've got a lot to say about The Rock, the Rock. <laughs> and <Yeah>. Face Off. <laughs> so yes, so this will have went out after Trekking, so hope you all watched Trekking and enjoyed it, because Goodwill puts a lot of effort in and good and Graham turns up, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> and Monday, we have uh, coming out, we've got Sleepaway Camp episode. Sleepaway on, Camp. On Monsters. Oh. So, You're in for a treat. In for a treat. And, and <laughs> after that, on the Monday night, what will Jake and Adam be talking about? Because I don't know. Yeah. We're actually good. Yeah, we didn't decide till after we went off the air, but we're uh, we're gonna hit Assassin's Creed next. Ooh. Oh yeah, because Adam's done another guitar cover of Assassin's Creed music, and I know you did the logo recently. So I've, it's, got, uh... to send, I've got to send him the t-shirt as well. So I've said I've oh. said for Pierre, he will get a, a, his t-shirt for the music he's been doing. But yes, yeah, um... but yeah, we're just hitting random broad video game topics and not really. Mm-hmm planning or pinning anything down until we're <laughs> on screen but yeah it's been fun an audio version coming soon thanks to sammy and all the hard work yes. uh, well it's your hard work you did the episode <laughs> a new episode you i'm just putting it up there and next week i will be back i will be back home this is the last <laughs> one i'll be recording here and i couldn't be more fucking happy i am so sorry for the dogs, for the reenactment of the Lion King that's just been going on in the background for the past five minutes. I apologize. 
Sincerely, they only do this once a year, but I am going home next week. So, <laughs> will they see Jess on Sunday? She'll be down. Uh, uh, if any nerds, well, probably not after seeing this episode. It's if, too uh, late. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if anyone nerds have seen Jess, I hope you got a nice picture with her and said hello. Um, and also, no one recognized me. <laughs> I'll take a picture of you so they know. So that's fine. I'll just take a picture of walking around saying, Do you know this person? It's okay. Do you know this girl? <laughs> so, like Robert Patrick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know this boy? <laughs> so, do you, do you have anything you want to promote, Jess? Um, if anyone knows how to get a will to live. Oh, <laughs> oh well. If anyone's offering, let me know. <laughs> I'm in full-on adrenaline, hating my life mode at the moment because everything is peak stress until I arrive in Manchester on Friday <laughs> and I can calm down. Not long, my sweet, not long. long. Everything every, everything can be fixed with a finger up the bum. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> that's the Nerdy Up North promise, apparently. Yeah. Nerdy Up North, cure your life with the pokey bum one. Oh, yes. so, Laura, apparently it gets rid of the hiccups. So. Yes. What, would you like to promote anything, Laura? Uh, buy DVDs. Yes. They are important. <laughs> keep, the, keep the DVD keep dream the alive. DVDs going. I know someone who used to do the whole packaging for DVDs, but now went out of business and now have to sell prams. All right. So you don't want That's to be a prams um, seller. Let's horrible. not have that happen to everyone else. Exactly. But no, I, if you want to, you, you know, if you fancy popping in and, and watching me stream, I do. Mm-hmm. You know, and where would they be able to find you? Uh, Twitch. <laughs> I'm one of them arseholes on Twitch. Uh, and it's slide and sloop, which Good. is all one word. Um, and I play different games on different days, and you can pop in and have a nice time. If you like Mambo Number Five, you can play that with uh, mm-hmm. with Hogs. And the, yeah. and the link will be in the description down below there. So remember, go down <laughs> yeah. below. They'll be in there. Yeah. I'm not pointing every crotch. Down Don't there. worry, guys. No. Well, it's down fine. There. But if you want to point every crotch. Hey, yeah, the Laura and our community is super cool, and they also come and help us out on our streams uh, quite often. We wouldn't be where we are today without a little slide and sloop bump every now and then. Oh, I'm very good at bumping, I'm very rotund. But yes, it's been lovely having you on. So thank you for finally joining us. It's been a pleasure. Yes, and Jess, it's always lovely. I hope things do pick up and. You cheer up a little bit, bless you. And I'll give you a big <laughs> squishy cuddle on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing to see you guys. It's going to be great. Um, it's going to be an amazing weekend. It will. Honestly, it's one of the best we, we, It's already happened, Jess. It's already, already happened. It's already happened. Sorry, going... <laughs> it's already happened, and, and I'm already pregnant. I don't know how what happened. It's all <laughs> we don't what know. Happened. We yes. don't know. And Jake... It's always a pleasure. You beautiful, beautiful man. <laughs> Thank um, you. The, the face that runs the place. But yes, the so, viewers will be sick of me soon. <laughs> We've ran the reason recently. Never. They're not sick of goodwill yet. So it's, you've got a long way to good. be on the annoy, annoying level. So don't gotcha. worry. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. Hi, goodwill. We <laughs> love you. The hardest, world, hardest working man in podcasting in the Northeast. Yes. <laughs> And Sammy, it's always a pleasure. I'll be nice to you as well. So thank you again and thank you for not killing the dogs. <laughs> My parents will be very much welcome. Yes, and, and hi Sammy's mom. Hope you're watching. But yeah. It's her birthday. Happy birthday, Sammy. Happy birthday. Mom. Happy birthday. Yes, I'll give you a present later. Don't worry, love. Um, oh. so yes. Follow us on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Blue Sky, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Twitch. 
follow us TikTok. on TikTok. Just search Nerdy Up North and you'll Just find something. Just search Nerdy Up North. <laughs> yes, you will find <laughs> us. Yes. We're also on anywhere you'll find your podcast from episodes go up regularly. Yes. Yeah. We, I have noticed we have had a big spike on the audio side as well, which is crazy. We are nearly, I think, at nearly 11,000 downloads for the Nerdy yes, Up North podcast, fucking. which is crazy. So, yes. So, same bat time, same bat channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. Bye.